Hey, morning all. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is a little bit sick these days. Uh, in my video 34, uh, where I was talking about testing and quality assurance, Eugen, one of my readers, asked me a question about uh, quality assurance role in the team. So he's interested to know uh, if QA is not about testing, then uh, who is supposed to be responsible for that QA uh, activities and what exactly has to be done and how exactly it should look. And that's a fair question because when I started to investigate that QA process many years ago in my software team at that time, I was also uh, confused and I didn't know exactly what it meant. I knew what testing was, but I didn't know what QA was. And I started to investigate. I got uh, a PM box certificate about 10 years ago. I'm a PMP, maybe you know about that. And uh, one of the chapters in PMBOK is dedicated to uh, quality management. And uh, I, I studied that first. And then I got uh, ISO 9000 certification for my team. I passed it myself, so I had no help in that. I didn't hire any consulting companies. I was just managing a software team at that time. I had managers, I had programmers, about 100 people in total. And I wanted to certify the entire company by that ISO 9000 certification. And I decided to learn how to do that. I decided to investigate how it works and make sure that the company is compliant to the requirements. And I did that with the help of my programmers, with the help of managers, of course, we did it together, but I was the leader of this process, of the certification process. So I think I can claim that I understand a little bit about QA but I can also confirm that it's complicated. There are many awards in that QA documents. If you take, for example, ISO 9000 and then you read that, uh, that document, it's not large actually, it's not like as big as PMBOK, it's just about uh, less than 30 pages there, but still there are so many awards there which are uh, which have so many meanings and it's difficult to actually apply all of that to the reality. So you read the document, you understand that it all makes sense, but what do you do exactly with that when you go back to your office and there are programmers sitting and writing code and something doesn't work and you have bugs and customers are complaining. So you cannot basically match those two things. You cannot understand how you apply those brilliant, uh, you know, fair requirements for quality to your reality. And I didn't know that as well. So I'll explain you now what I understood and how I managed to apply it. And I still manage to apply to the processes which we have now. So basic fundamental principle behind all those QA things is uh, you should follow the so-called plan, do, check, act cycle. First of all, you plan what needs to happen. Then you do, meaning that you let people work. Then you check what are the results they produce and then you act according to the results you collected. And now let's talk about the reality. How do you do it in your real software development team? First is that you plan your quality. Quality doesn't mean only testing like we discussed before. Quality means everything you do in order to produce the final result, in order to produce the software package which will be uh, accepted by your customers and customers will pay you money and you will continue working. So you need to plan what's going to happen. And by plan here, if we're talking about quality, means that you plan to see certain numbers from everything that happens in your office. Testing, they have to produce you bugs, they have to deliver you bugs. How many bugs? Code writers, programmers, they create lines of code, they create hits of code, they create uh, commits, 
they create pull requests, they create tickets, they create features. All of those should be numbered. DevOps, they deploy to production. How many times per day? How many deployments were done over the last months? How much time each deployment takes? Documentation writing. How much text do we have in the documentation? How many complaints do we have from customers about our documentation? How much text do we add to our documentation every day or every feature? How many meetings do we have per day? How many meetings do we have per month? How many phone calls do we make to our customers? How many uh, interaction sessions do we have between our programmers? Everything should be numbered. The more numbers you can collect from your team, the better. The more numbered you are, the better. That's the first step, plan. By planning, you mean you understand who can be converted to numbers. The next step is do, let them work. Just let those programmers do their job. They know what to do. They just, uh, they just do what they do. That's called do. Uh, the step number three is check which is called quality control also in, uh, for example, PMBOK. At the check step, at the quality control, you make sure that you collect the numbers. How do you do that? The best way is to do it automatically. If you can design some scripts, some robots, some software, which will calculate the, the, the numbers uh, which, which your team is producing, that will be great. You can make uh, scripts to collect the, the numbers from your repository, how many commits, how many lines of code, how many uh, push, uh, pull requests from Git, many other things. If you want to know what's going on with the testing, you can collect the numbers from your Jira, from GitHub, from Trello, whatever, from any ticket tracking system you use right now. You can design those scripts which will collect the numbers to you. No matter how big is your team, no matter how small is your team, even if you have like two people in the team or three people, design the script that will take you a few hours, maybe a few days, but then you will see what's going on, not just by talking to people, not just by asking them how you're doing, what's the progress, but by knowing the numbers. The more numbers you plan to collect, the more numbers you actually manage to collect, the better. And then the finally, the act step. The act is... Uh, analyze the numbers and do something with them. You look at the numbers and you see that the amount of bugs is growing and the amount of pull requests is going down. Maybe there is some correlation or they go the opposite direction. You also look at them. I don't know how you will do that. If you look at the PMBOK, they suggest so many tools and instruments for that. For me, just expert judgment is enough. I just look at numbers because I, I don't have experience of dealing with uh, you know, teams of 500 people. In that case, maybe you need some computers which will help you to analyze large amount of data. But if you deal with a team of 10 people, you just look at the numbers and you see what's going on. You understand that we are not testing properly, we're not collecting enough bugs, or for some reason we're deploying slower and slower and slower. So every day uh, the amount of time we take for deployment grows, so maybe the problem is there. So you act on those numbers, you understand what's going on, and then you create uh, so-called preventive and corrective actions, if we're going to use the, the language of ISO standard. You do something which will prevent future problems, and you do something which will correct existing problems. How you do that, what you do exactly, it's up to you. It's up to your management situation. So the bottom line, to answer the question asked by Eugene, who is responsible for that? The answer is obvious, the management. Well, 
we can say that the, the entire team is responsible because it is the entire team. The entire team will provide you the numbers. The entire team will uh, fulfill your database with the numbers. But who's going to make the decision? Most probably is going to be the management. Of course, the management will involve people at the, for example, at the final step, at the act step. So the management, if the management is good, the management will ask them, so what do you think, guys? So why we're deploying so slow and why the amount of bugs is growing? So let's discuss what kind of actions we can take. The team will definitely provide some, some input for that question. But who is responsible for making sure this cycle goes on and on, this plan, do, check, act? It's, of course, the manager. The smarter the manager, the more time the manager has for that, the better will be the entire situation in the project. And it's all called quality management. It's not QA, because quality assurance is just the act step. The plan is quality management. Check is quality control. And act is quality assurance. So QA is the final step. QA is looking at the situation and making the decision of where are the quality uh, gaps. Where are the quality problems and how do we fill that gaps? With what? What else do we need in order to make sure that the numbers satisfy our quality requirements? All this together is called quality management system, according to ISO. Quality management system or just management system. Remove the word quality, you will get just management system. The bottom line for me of all this, of all the investigation of these QA documents and uh, standards is that the more numbers you collect, the better, the more attention you pay to those numbers, the better. That's all. You can do it in your team as well, no matter how small it is. Just think about it. How many numbers do you get from your programmers? Or you deal with them like you deal with people. Like that's a good guy, that's a bad guy. I like this programmer, I don't like that programmer. And together we'll achieve great results. It doesn't work. You should look at numbers. That person delivers these numbers. That person delivers that numbers. Together, those numbers match and the overall quality will grow. And that's how you achieve quality, by managing people by numbers. No offense to people. Professional people will appreciate that approach because they will see that you're interested in objective results, not of something which is personal, difficult to control and difficult to measure. Focus on numbers. That's all I can say about QA. Eugene, I hope I managed to answer your question. Like I said in the beginning, it's complicated for me as well. It's a huge territory of many words, many good ideas. But in the end, I think it's just uh, the ability to collect numbers and to look at them frequently and make some decisions as soon as you can make them. That's all. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.